Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Can I share a core memory with you? A couple of core memories. Uh, Growing up in a household full of boys, did anyone else grow up just with boys? Uh, Where's Fiona, my my sister that uh, grew up with boys and did boy things? Well, as a result, my core memories kind of uh, connect to a lot of boy things. Tree houses, Tarzan ropes that swung over ridiculous valleys and and all sorts of dangerous stuff, um, crazy stuff. But a lot of it actually related to fishing. I remember pulling brim out of the Warrenora River uh, many, many times. Some of them cooking size, some of them not, and we ate them all regardless of the size. Um, I remember being at my grandparents' sheep farm in Victoria, spending many summer holidays there as we uh, saved money as a family and did holidays on the sheep at the farm uh, and swimming in the water tanks. And I remember laying crab traps or cray cray pots, so to speak, um, to catch yabbies in the dams at the farm and to cook them up that night and put them with some sort of seafood sauce and the sense of satisfaction of, we got these yabbies, we got these little crays ready for dinner. I remember going on holidays to foster another cheap option for 80s parents uh, and pulling out leather jackets from the river in Foster Tuncurry. But the jewel in my crown was pulling out a spotted cod. Uh, Beautiful size, good eating, total delicacy, only to be told by the fishermen nearest, that is a protected species. You will need to release that because if they catch you with that thing, you are going to be fined some astronomical amount. Uh, Fishing is a part of my core memory. But Jesus was in an agrarian society, an agricultural society, in a fishing society, and he actually found them in those places. You can rest assured, wherever you are, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a homemaker at the moment, whether you are in corporate, whatever you're doing, the Lord Jesus is committed to finding you exactly where you are. And it was the same with these disciples. He found them fishing and called them at that point. Don't ever worry that you are too hidden from God, that you are in an obscure place. God will find you wherever you are. Your season isn't over. You are not hidden from His eyes. He sees the fullness of your life and He will find you, call you, anoint you, restore you wherever you are. But not only does He find them in this place, He speaks the language of the culture. He speaks in idioms and speaks in illustrations that relate directly to where these guys are. And so I want to read you a passage because He finds them right where they're at and works with the stuff of their lives. Let's look at Luke chapter 5, verses 4 to 7. When He'd finished speaking, He said to Simon... Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. 
So they signalled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Here we find ourselves in a miracle. We find ourselves in the middle of something that they could not have worked for. Right now, you may feel exactly like these guys. I have fished all night. I have prayed all night for my family. I have believed and stood with you, God, for the breakthrough. And he's saying, cast out again on the other side. And you're like, there is nothing in my rational mind that says keep going. There is nothing in my rational mind that says to keep praying, to keep standing. But at your word, Jesus, but at your word, I will cast again. And I believe some in the room, and it's not what I'm preaching today, but I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to say, there are some in the room, and that is the word for you today. Cast out again, not in vain hope that maybe I'll just have another go, but this is the word of the Lord to you. He is saying, cast out again, have hope again, trust in me Again, it is not over. But then the word Jesus directs to them actually causes and brings about a miracle. And it's a miracle that their works couldn't do. It's something they couldn't bring about. They tried all night. And sometimes when we come to the end of ourselves, God says, great, I can have a go now. Once you come to the end of your efforts, once you've done everything you tried, now I can show you that unequivocally, this will be my miracle. Unequivocally, this will be my doing and it will be wonderful in your sight. Unequivocally, this miracle in your family will have in many ways, not much to do with you. It'll be through you that I choose. And yes, you've been praying, but it will be a miracle provision. And God wants to do that for you. That is the heart of the Father toward you. Miracle provision in your family. Miracle provision of salvation. Miracle provision of breakthrough at work. Miracle provision to meet your loneliness. Miracle provision of healing. And in every other area, God desires to do it for you. But the problem with the miracle provision And it sounds funny to say that because we're talking about a miracle here. What's the problem with that? The problem is the nets broke. The nets began to break because the nets were inadequate for the catch. Now that doesn't overshadow the miracle. I could simply preach the miracle of Jesus's provision to you this morning and that would be enough. The nets in some ways, don't really overshadow the miracle. But there we are in the plain light of day. There is no smoke and mirrors over it. There is no way to actually take away from the fact that the nets couldn't take it. Was Jesus misguided in his miracle? Was Jesus stupid? Like, why bring so many fish? You know the tension of the net. You know what it can take. You know uh, how well this net has been kept. Jesus, you should bring the exact catch that fits the net. You should bring, you should have had, like, was Jesus misguided? Like, did he not measure it up? And I I, I feel to say in that, he's kind of 
He's got no commitment to us to prop up nets that are a bit weak. He's got no commitment to keep a net going that is not big enough for the miracle he wants to bring in. And that's the truth of the matter. So if it's not a Jesus issue, was it a disciple issue? Was it negligence? Was it laziness? Was Peter just a bit slack before the fish that day? Was he a bit overfishing because he'd been out all night a few nights and he just forgot to bring out the strongest net? Maybe he just didn't maintain it properly. And I would like to say, maybe it's a bit of poetic licence, no. I would say they probably tended this net. They probably loved this net. This net was the core of their livelihood. This net, this huge net, and I'll go into that a little bit later, this net of theirs was the core of feeding their families. It was a commercial net. That thing was worth something and he would have taken care of it. He would have loved it. He would have become well acquainted with every nook and cranny in that net, every little string in that net, every way that net worked, the fact that you had to cast this net a certain way because of the weight that it was, it was floated and weighted at. He would have loved the net. He would have become so familiar with the net and he would have loved it. So I don't actually think that it was a discipleship issue. However, however useful previously the net was, it was inadequate for the catch that Jesus brought that day. The adequacy of the net wasn't there. The net faltered at the time the catch came in. The miracle came and the net couldn't stand up under the miracle of the harvest. Well, nets are significant. When we speak of nets, and I shared with you my core memories of, we didn't even have rods, by the way, when I pulled brim out of the Warrenora River. We were basic. We were 80s kids. We were the 90s and the 80s, and we had plastic reels, right? Beautiful, in the hand. And I think I took a few books along sometimes with me because it's so darn boring. And they were just little hand reels. One hook, one fish. One bit of prawn, one bit of bait, one fish. But that was not the nature of these nets that we're talking about. These bad boys were big nets, drag nets and bag nets, as they were called. There was two options for commercial fishing in the time that we're reading about, were actually about big hauls of fish big commercial sized major catches that required well-trained, muscly and strong guys that would work these nets who had a vision for the harvest of the sea and what it could bring in for that community. You know, it's actually not um, kind of a funny thing that Peter in The Chosen, anyone else binge on The Chosen? It's such a good series. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Play it in your home, get your kids familiar with the look and the feel of the stories of the Bible through this thing. Um, but it's sort of no mistake that Peter was muscular, a bit rogue, a bit full of himself because he was skilled and strong at handling these commercial sized nets. And the truth is, if the net was damaged or inadequate or not fit for the task, it would limit the harvest of fish. 
It would limit what could be brought in. It would limit the commercial interests of the fishermen. It would actually be the limitation, no matter how strong those men were, no matter how committed they were to the vision of the harvest, if the net wasn't kept, if the net wasn't strong, if the net wasn't built for purpose, the net would be the cap on the harvest of fish. And because of that, nets had to be crafted well. And so they would be woven carefully together out of the best material. They would be carefully crafted so the matrix of the net was complete, not lacking anything. That net would be woven together so that there was strength at every point of the net. And the net would be cared for. It wasn't just about the initial crafting of the net because the net would have had potentially a very good origin, maybe a master net maker that made the net, that put it together. And maybe some of them fetched more than others. Maybe maybe if you really wanted to go commercial fishing, you went down to uh, a particular shop to purchase your net because you knew that guy, when he handcrafted that net in its inception, would tie the knots extra strong, would take his time, and you're willing to pay more for a better harvest. You are willing to invest in something that ultimately would not break at the time of the vital haul of the harvest. But it wasn't just the initial stuff. It was actually the care of the nets because they were carefully put together and they were weighted to actually reach the bottom of the harvest. And they were floated at the top to reach the top of the harvest. And they were pulled in at the right time. They'd be inspected, cleaned, repaired, Do you know sometimes they were pulled out of action for a while, put in a dry place so they wouldn't rot, while someone tended to the net? And, you know, maybe that would have been horrible for the fishermen, that thing's out of action for a while, because it needs to be attended to for a greater harvest. It needs to be attended to for something better. And they were tested, stretched, tensioned, put under pressure, so that the net would not break at the vital moment of hauling in that harvest of fish. It was tested. And nets in the Word of God are symbolic. There is a symbolism to nets on so many different levels. Nets are tools. They're ways of operating. They are the primary tool of the fisherman. Yes, the boat. Yes, other things, but without the net, there would be no catch. And nets for us are a vessel for a catch. They're ways that we do things. They're ways that we operate in our lives, through through our work, in our relationships, in our church, in our communities, that God has actually crafted so that He can actually make a demand on good fruit. For your business, the way that you are operating is a net. In your marriage, the way that you're relating to your partner, it's a net. How do we produce the greatest result for kingdom glory in this marriage? I've got a net. I'm going to relate in a certain way. And when it comes to churches, we 
are nets. The stuff of your life and my life and what God is doing with us in our church is a net. We are a net. We are a wineskin for new wine. We are a vessel for noble use. We are a spiritual house, each of us living stones being built up into a spiritual house. But God, we are a net that You are using to cast out into a world in need, God, so that we bring in a harvest for Your glory. God, You are crafting us to be a net, a display of Your glory in the world to draw many to Your love. The problem is, nets can be fit for purpose in one season. And many of us would experience today, God, why is it that in my relationship, my marriage relationship, it went so well in these couple of years, but God, for some reason, there's been a change. And God is saying, because the nets were neglected. Because you need a new net for a new day. You need restoration in the net. Your net needs restoration. Your net needs care and tending to. For others, your business was the net. And for, so, for one season or another, it went so well. There was so much flow. There was so much vision. There was so much possibility. And yet for some reason, the net isn't working anymore. The net is not, it's faltering at the point of the harvest. It's faltering at the vital point. And God's saying, you need a new net. It's actually an old net will not work for a new day. An old net will not work for a new day for you. It's wonderful. It was fit for purpose in a season. I love the net. It was beautiful. I knew the nuances of the business. I knew the nuances of the ministry I was working in. I knew the nuances of my home and my family. I knew what button to push when my kid was three years old, but now he's six, seven, eight. A new net is required. I need to listen to the Holy Spirit and go, a new new day requires a new net. God, you're requiring something different of me in this season. You're requiring me to see with new eyes that there is a miracle catch. There is a miracle you wanna do in my business, my family, my church, my workplace, my soul. And a new day requires a new net. And sometimes that's a hard reality because old nets can't take it. And that is confronting. Old nets can't take what God wants to bring into your life. An old net may not be able to take the level and depth of intercession that God wants to pour out through you and through our prayer team. An old net may have been beautiful and fit for purpose on that occasion, but there is a new day and a new net is required for a new day. Maybe it is a new mindset for you. That worked for you back then. That protected you. That kept you safe. That level of distance and lack of resolution between you and that person was the perfect net to keep you safe. 
But in this season, God is saying, new day, new net. There's a new way of relating. There is something fresh I wanna do. There is an issue of forgiveness and offence. I need you to look at with me now. It's safe to do so because a new day needs a new net. Maybe for you, it's your devotional life. That net carried you. That time in the Word carried you. That level of prayer in the car on the way to work carried you. It was a good net. It was fit for purpose for that season. And for you, maybe the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart and saying, I want more. I want more. And it's not a works thing. Some of you right now, but that's works. And it's like, no, it's not. He just wants more of you for a bigger catch. He wants a new net. It's a new day. And He wants a new time with you. Maybe for you, you understood the machinations and the methods of your business and it works like this. And the Holy Spirit's saying, would you stop? You have been fishing all night. No more can come of that. You are trying to squeeze blood out of a stone, but I wanna show you a catch in your business, something that you have never conceived. I don't think Peter ever conceived the catch that night. The fact that he even balked at Jesus saying, cast again, shows me, he's like, I actually don't believe it can happen. That water is empty. And Jesus is saying, if you would come aside and walk with me and work with me, I would show you a catch with a new net in a new day that you could never conceived again. And the church and the net has been wonderful and she won't be discarded. I'm not one of those. I will never be up here saying, we discard the old and we bring in the new, the new thing. And I'm like, what's new? New is old, they're ancient truths and ancient paths. And those that are wise curate them both. In the the, the house of the wise man, you find treasures old and new. But the net does need to be reprepared. The net does need to be recommitted. The net needs to be um, brought in again. It needs to be reweighted with glory. It needs to be reanointed for a new day. It needs to be buoyed in the breath of the Spirit afresh. It needs to be cast again for a catch of souls, a more significant harvest that we are destined for that we couldn't even conceive of in this hour. And that is the work of a master net builder, the master net builder. That is the work of a master to know what threads need to be added in order to reach for the cast, in order to reach for the harvest that He intends for us. He knows what needs to be built and added to the net so that this net might have suited this purpose in one location, but this net's meant to reach a much larger harvest. He knows the hurts and the pains and the remnants of yesterday's catch that are still sitting on the net. And God knows how to bring in and attend to the net so lovingly to deal with the things that have caused pain, weakness, a hole in the net. And He knows how to lovingly restore the net and insert new threads, new dimensions and new keys. You know, I really believe that for us this year, conference is this. Conference is about a new net for a new day. 
because, you know, nets and care of nets, um, uh, they're a work of time. They're a work of space. The net mender is not in a rush, ever. You know, we're talking about ancient time, not 21st century Sydney time where the drum beat's always on, right? Driving, driving, driving. No, we're talking about ancient times and the net builder who lovingly cares for each thread in the net, who lovingly attends to every dimension of the net, who lovingly looks at it and goes, that's not fit for purpose anymore. Let's anoint that, soften it again, add a thread. This is conference. Do you know conference in His presence, if we are the net, we are woven together. Maybe the Master discerns, you know, this church is a beautiful multi-generational church. This church's call is Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And I need Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the room together, being woven so there is no breach between the generations. There is a power in the coming together of the net in every generation to hear the Master's purpose for the net. Maybe He discerns that there is a greater unity in this net that I need them together for, that I need to pour out an anointing for unity. And if they would come before me, behold and how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together. I wanna run my oil from top to bottom. And if they would come before me together, I can anoint the net soften it, prepare it, weave it together for a new day and a new purpose. Maybe, and in fact, truly, we're gonna be unfolding the 10-year vision of Horizon Church, where we're gonna be looking back at the last 10 years and, you know, I guess in using the net picture, thank you, Jesus, for the miracle of this net. Thank you, Jesus. And not just the 10 years. You know, I saw Michael and Valerie walk in today and I'm like, God, I thank You for the 17 years of building. I thank You, Jesus, for the three years that Pastor Steve Petty brought a prophetic voice into this church. I thank You, God, for John Wilkinson and the foundation of pastoral care in this church. I thank You, God, for Norm Armstrong who founded us, that conceived that God wanted a net in Southern Sydney that would reach that would bring about a harvest of souls full of the Spirit. I thank God for it. But God, I thank You that the next 10 years, the net is being enlarged. That You, God, have a purpose for this church. You want to enlarge the net and the catch. God, it's always been in Your heart. And there's a, there's a time we need to set aside together, God, to hear Your purposes, to open our hearts, that a recording is one thing and it will be powerful. But there's something, God, about being under the anointing of the Master Net Maker, who has things in His heart for this church, who has things in His heart that He wants to reach into a generation that is lost and dying through this net. Yes, through other nets, but through this net. We're gonna hear about Perth and the full details of Perth are going to be unveiled at conference. And it is just breathtaking and amazing. A couple of us were over there and we got to see some things and I'm, I'm trying to be so candid and so 
Pastor Brent and Pastor Ali will be watching and <laughs> they'll be like, don't let the cat out of the bag yet. <laughs> they will be sharing what they've seen in their hearts for a long while actually. They're visionaries, they're prophetic and apostolic and they're going to be sharing with us the full details of our Perth campus and just what is happening literally a hair's breadth away and a whole lot of other things. God is constructing a net. If you call Horizon Church your home, I stronger than encourage you. And in fact, I might even ask Jared to pop the screen up. Sorry, um, we'll get CG today to pop the screen up. And if you haven't registered for conference, I wanna say, why not? <laughs> we are the net. And this is the time that we are setting aside. This is our sealer moment as a church where we are saying, God, do in me as a part of this community. Mend the net in my life, God. Deal with my life, God. I recognise God in true humility, God, that I'm a part of the net that is Horizon Church. Do in our day, God, what You have promised. Would you register? If there's any issues with it, I just want to say, and I don't want to break the flow of what God's doing right now, but if there is a challenge financially, that is not a reason, okay? We'll, we'll make a way for you. We love you. I want the net to be together. Um, we just want you here. <laughs> We're gonna make a way. And so you can discreetly go see Pastor Deb or one of our pastors. We will make a way. We love you. You're a part of what we call the net here. We want you here. We wanna make a way for you. You know, parallel stories in the Bible are extremely powerful and there's quite a few of them where there's parallels, where God wants to show us a contrast through a story that repeats with a slight difference. And I wanna read you one now. It says in John 21, four to six, starting out, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realise it was Jesus. He's resurrected. He's gone to the cross and a new kingdom has been inaugurated, brought about. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? Sound familiar? No, they answered. He said, throw your nets on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. And verse 10 says, Jesus says to them, bring some of the fish you've just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat, dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. The net did not break. So many fish, they were impressed enough to count them. <laughs> Another commentator says 153, the number of people groups in the world believed to be at that time. Maybe it was a statement about the reach of the Kingdom after the resurrection of Jesus. But whatever it is, it's a lot of fish and the net didn't break. What God wants to bring, He's preparing you for. So I really believe some this year and you're like, this has been the year from hell. Can I just say you are being prepared for something so significant, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived, what God wants to do, except He's revealed it by His Spirit. There's something in you like, God, it's not over. It's been horrible year, God, some are saying. 
And yet God is saying, I'm preparing you. You're part of the net. It's a preparation process. You know, there is a new day coming and a new day has come where nets don't break so that the church will be cast out to draw in a harvest in this end times beyond our wildest dreams. And God is making it fit for purpose. There's a Scripture in Isaiah 33, 20, and I'll preach it another time, that speaks of Israel and it says, its stakes will be firm and its ropes won't break. That God is establishing you. It's felt like you've been shaken this year. It's felt like all hope is lost and yet God is establishing your stakes and He's making your ropes firm. He's making your nets sure for what He wants to bring about in your lifetime. Would you stand with me? It's a new day where nets don't break, but maybe this morning you're like, I just feel like I'm getting tossed around. I feel like I have been shaken. I believe that God wants to touch your life this morning. Maybe for you, it's a recognition of God. I have limited you to yesterday's net. I Maybe God, I just, I know there is so much more there is so much more, God, that You want to do. And I, I feel, I love the net that I've had. I love this, but You are calling me to something fresh. It's uncomfortable. But this morning I want to recognise God and open up my life in a new surrender to a new net. Maybe for you, you're deeply discouraged. You know, you're like, you're believing God for miracles and you've been out fishing all night. Whatever it is for you, I am going to open the altars just for a couple of minutes this morning. And in even as a preparation for conference, even as a moment with God to say, God, do what you need to do in me. If I am your net, God, if I am your vessel, God, if I am the wineskin to pour out new wine, God, I just give you all of me, not just a part of me, not just the bit of the net that I like and I'm proud of, God, but all of me to do something fresh. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.